Hey, what's up, everybody? Tim Stoddard here. This is Tim Stodd's FM. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. I took last week off. I wish I had a reason for it. Truth is, I just didn't feel like recording a podcast episode. I worked real hard, and uh, I wanted to enjoy the weekend. I had some some fun things going on, and so I took the week off. In hindsight, probably shouldn't have. Been getting off to a good start with this podcast. My download numbers are uh, are looking pretty good, and the smart thing for me to do would have been to continue moving forward and published an episode like I planned, but you know what? Can't change the past. Hindsight is twenty twenty, something like that. Anyway, we have a great episode for you today. Um, I had a a interesting weekend and I had some experiences that I would like to share with you because as always, I try to look at experiences I had in my life and I try to reflect upon them and draw lessons that I can use to improve myself and maybe I can share with you guys to uh, to help you guys improve and design your best lives. And you know what? All that other shit aside, it's just a, a, a cool lesson that I learned and I think it's really entertaining and I think you guys are, are going to enjoy it. So before I get into that, let me remind everybody that this podcast is sponsored by 8 and 9 Clothing. For years, I've been talking about 8 and 9. I've been really, really good friends with, uh, with the big man in charge over there, my friend Ray. I've been good friends with the whole team over there. They're just a kick-ass company. They've always designed my favorite clothes. I've, I've worn 8 and 9 pretty much daily for three, four, I mean, shit, maybe in even five years now. I, I, I got to look back to see on uh, when I met Ray and his team. But there's just no question. They're one of the top street lines in the entire country. 8 and 9 has been around for 12 years, I think. They've been in a successful clothing company for 12 years. And if anybody knows the apparel business and especially the e-commerce business, it is really, really tough to get ahead. And it's even tougher to stay ahead because in the apparel industry, there's just always somebody up and coming. And it's it's very difficult to have any kind of longevity in that business model. And the reason why 8 and 9 has stuck around is because they've just always been so true to their their fans, I guess you would call them. They're more than customers. Like, Eight and nine has a real family thing going. Um, their their customers, their fans, their whole loyalty program. Like these these people are in really deep, and uh, they they share a real common bond. So check them out. If you use discount code Tim, that's it. T I M at checkout, you're gonna get free shipping. Eight and nine. The number eight A N D. The number nine dot com. Go check them out. It's absolutely my favorite my favorite clothing line. I, I wear them all the time. If you guys need. Uh, maybe some recommendations on some of the cooler designs. They just dropped um, a new product line. I think it was uh, three weeks ago. So their, their newer shit is out. You can reach out to me. I'll talk shop with you. I'll let you know some of my favorites. Discount code is Tim. T-I-M. Go buy some shit. Anyway. Saturday. Yesterday. This is Sunday night. This episode will air on Monday, so what's that, 8.21. On Saturday, I turned off my cell phone. I turned my phone off for the entire day. It was 
more of a um, an eye-opening experience than I thought it would be. You know, quite frankly, last week was um, was stressful. I had a lot of phone calls coming in. I had a lot of meetings. Um, it seemed like my phone was just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And I use this great app on my phone called Tide, which kind of gives me these like 25-minute meditation sessions where I can focus and concentrate on my work. And then it gives me a little five-minute break in between. It's called the Pomodoro Technique, if anybody's interested. But even when I was trying to use that, I was getting hit up with text messages a lot and with phone calls a lot. And there were some other shit going on. So point is on Saturday, I woke up and my phone was already going off. And so I just, I got frustrated and I turned my phone off and I I put it on my my bedside table and I I left the house. And it was like a strangely eye-opening experience because... For the industry that I'm in, online marketing and and media and sales and just communications of all types, my cell phone is very important to me. It's it's very important for staying organized. It's very important for maintaining the relationships that I've built since I've I've started my companies. But nonetheless, I didn't realize. That's what I didn't realize. I, I guess I always considered myself to have more control over it i thought that i was more in control of my cell phone and my phone wasn't necessarily in control of me and after this weekend i I still feel pretty good about like that prognosis on myself but some of the 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 feelings and some like the the anxieties that came along with not having it on me and also just some of the observations I made it became aware to me that I'm a little bit more um I'm a little bit more entrenched in my cell phone than I think I wanted to admit so yesterday I spent the day doing some research and I I was reflecting on on the day I had Saturday and so here's how it went I turned off my cell phone and I immediately went to the gym I had a really, really hard workout at the gym. It felt great. However, me and my sister have this inside joke about forgetting your headphones at the gym. I always like to listen to music while I'm working out. I like having my headphones in so that other people don't talk to me. I think that within itself is um, is something to be aware of. And I like listening to you know pop music. A lot of times I listen to metal, or sometimes I listen to hip hop, or, or just anything really, just something to get me in 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 the the zone to get my workout on. And I did a lot of uh, on Saturday. I did a lot of dumbbell and kettlebell work, and I could hear myself breathing. And I, like I know that that sounds kind of ridiculous, but it was one of those things where I'm doing I'm doing kettlebell swings. And I could catch that my breath wasn't necessarily on rhythm with the exercise that I was doing. And my first thought was, wow, I don't have my headphones in. I can focus on my breathing. And it really, really helped because I was consciously able to focus on my breath in, on my breath out, on timing it with the exercises. I was able to, in between reps, focus on on taking deep breaths in and really getting my my oxygen back in my lungs it was it was more it was more like alarming maybe than i thought it would be because i never had really thought about it before 
I never put together the connection between like stimulus and the effect on my workout. And I really, really think so yesterday when I went to the gym um, and then earlier today when I was at the gym, because it's, it's Sunday night, I didn't have my phone and I enjoyed both the workouts. And I think I'm going to leave my phone in my car at least sometimes because I do like to listen to music, but it's, it's something that like I was really aware of and I'm going to start focusing on, on my breathing and maybe not have music blasting in my ears when I start working out. So after I left the gym, again, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back to Saturday. I went to a long walk. I probably walked for four hours. There's this park off of uh, Yamato Road in Boca Raton where I live. And it's not, it's not like a huge park, but it's isolated enough that you can't really hear the cars and you at least get somewhat in touch with nature. And I enjoyed that as well. I, I go for walks a lot. And all the times that I do, I still have my cell phone on me. And I was able to really look around me and I, I saw some fox tracks that I tried to hunt down and I, I fucking climbed two trees and it reminded me of climbing trees when I was younger. And uh, in in South Florida, there's uh, these really common spiders. I think they're called banana spiders. I don't think that's their their actual name, but that's what we call them. And they're big. They're big spiders. This isn't some like dramatic tale. I mean, they're probably about the size of like a, of, like, a playing card all said and done. You know, maybe the size of a, a, a cell phone before the six. So probably like the size of an iPhone five or something like that. They're big fucking spiders. That's what I'm trying to say. And they're really long and they're bright yellow and they're creepy looking, but they're so cool. They make the biggest webs. So I was able to like really climb up some trees and like check them out and just do things that I really wouldn't do because the last time I was at that park, I remember I spent the entire time listening to a podcast and then I sat on a bench that overlooked a pond and I sat on that bench for about 20 minutes listening to the podcast and reading articles on my phone and it it disconnected me a little bit. So the nature walk was way more eye-opening than the gym was because it's it's just different. It reminded me of a kid. When I was a kid, it reminded me of being a kid because I used to walk through the woods a lot as as I was growing up. And, you know, I'm 31 and cell phones are still within the last 10 years, I guess. So there was a lot of time I spent as a kid where I didn't have a phone. And I used to do all that shit all the time. I used to honestly just play in dirt. I used to get dirty and go catch frogs and swamp around in cricks and in, in creeks and, uh, you know, picking up rocks and trying to catch salamanders. And man, it just got me thinking about if, if kids even do that anymore today. After I left the nature walk, I went to Whole Foods and I sat down and I had a really nice lunch. And again, when I didn't have my phone, it was a lot easier to observe the world around me. And I, and I noticed something that actually made me kind of sad. I noticed that at Whole Foods, the, the Whole Foods that I go to has like a, a, a food court. So you can go in and get like the buffet style. And there's usually people sitting around and, and eating lunch at the tables. And it's, it's pretty, um, there's usually a good amount of people there, say like 20 people at a time eating. And I looked around and every single one of these people was eating alone. 
and they were all looking at their phones while they were eating. And then I thought to myself, when I go to Whole Foods at lunch during like the work week, that's usually what I do too. And, you know, I don't want to be like that nostalgic old grandpa that like talks about, you know, back in my day, we used to have to do this or whatever, but it really was a thing where I was like, are, are we losing our human connection? Is this phone that's supposed to make us more connected actually making us more isolated? It goes against what, what you would commonly think, but I mean, what's the expression? The proof is in the pudding. I looked around me and every single person was sitting at a table by themselves eating alone. And I thought to myself, man, if there's one thing in humanity that's supposed to bring people together, it's food. It got me kind of sad. The rest of it was just sort of like, well, this is the way the world works these days and just kind of accepting it and being involved in in the way that people behave in, in 2017 and just dealing with it, you know, more so just observing it. But that was the first time when I really looked around and it made me kind of sad. So after that, I, I really got thinking. And um, and today I spent, I spent an hour or two reading some articles about iPhones and about cell phones and about the impact on society and on culture and on mental health. I found an article called, Have Smartphones Destroyed a Generation? I'm going to link this article in the show notes of the blog and uh, also in the notes of the iTunes as well. Um, It was really good. I suggest you read it. So I'm going to paraphrase here because there's just essentially some important statistics that I drew from this article. Three in four American teens have an iPhone. I don't know if that's alarming. I don't really know when the right age to get an iPhone is. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a parent and even if I were, I don't I don't I don't know if parents know exactly when the right age is. But nonetheless the study came up with some really, really interesting um conclusions. It's making teens more lonely. Directly correlated with the use of cell phones, six percent That ain't right. 60%. Sorry about that. 60% of high school seniors in 2015 went on dates in contrast to 85% of boomers and Gen Xs. I mean, that's kind of like a, a trivial statistic, but, you know, that really got me thinking when I was in school, there's this video by uh, Simon Sinek where he talks about millennials and the and the cell phone generation and he talked about that need for instant gratification and there was a line in it i'll I'll put the video in the show notes to in the show notes as well it's about 10 minutes and it's it's really really excellent and there was a line in it where senek talks about instant gratification and he says you want to get a girlfriend swipe left and like i just started fucking laughing a little bit because it's true because right after that he talked about how we're missing out on that stupid uncomfortable feeling and that angst and nervousness of like bringing somebody out on a date especially when you're younger and you're just starting and like you don't know what the fuck you're doing and it feels it feels weird man like that's important it's important to have those experiences 
Because what is this poor kid going to do when all of a sudden he's 28 years old and he realized that he never actually went on a date and even the dates that he went on, he probably was just looking at Snapchat the whole time. This kid's going to be in a lot of trouble. Like Learning how to do that stuff is important. It, it plays a really big role. Whether you're a guy or a girl, I mean, I, I can't really relate to it from like a female perspective as much, but I got to think that it's still important to learn how to do that stuff. Man, to think that high school kids aren't even going out on dates anymore. <laughs> the fuck? An interesting byproduct of that, the use of illicit drugs within high schoolers has fallen to the lowest points in under 40 years. You know, the article played this as a positive. People might fucking get real pissed at me for saying this, but I don't think that's a positive. A lot of the drugs that I did when I was younger, I mean, for a lot of people that know my story, it didn't and it didn't bring me to a very good place. But I can think of a lot of real positive experiences I had from experimenting with some drugs in my high school years. I mean, you know, sitting around in the woods and smoking joints and, you know, even the time I did mushrooms and oh, I did mushrooms a bunch of times, but the time I did acid and the lessons I learned and like the experiences I had, I got to think that there's some value in there somewhere. Let these kids smoke pot, man. Go smoke pot. Go get stoned and get in trouble and do stupid shit. Put down your cell phone. <laughs> if, when I'm a parent, I would honestly prefer that. Obviously, I'm not like advocating illegal drug use, but from from my perspective, I got to think in the long run, like learning some of those lessons might be better than staring at your cell phone. Anyway, there's another article that I found on Forbes. Uh, It's about a research study. Researchers at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine recently conducted a study about the effects of social media habits habits on the moods of users. This study was conducted by Brian A. Primick. Primack. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong. Um, Brian A. Primack, MD, PhD. So to summarize, the study was, was lengthy. But to to summarize, uh, Mick and his team did a poll. 1,787 adults in the U.S. between the ages of 19 and 32. Point is, when when all the results were tallied, the young adults who frequented social media were more than 2.7 times more likely to suffer from depression. Why would why would heavy social media use cause depression? Again, it's it's one of those paradoxes, right? Because Facebook, Facebook's own core value or mantra or whatever you want to say it is about connecting people. I, I don't know exactly what the tagline is, but I know it has something to do with, with bringing people together. And it's just so ironic and cruel in a way that in doing so, people are getting more isolated because... Just speaking from my own experience, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm pretty sure anybody listening to this will be able to to relate to it. You start comparing yourself to other people, don't you? You start looking at these perfect pictures of sunsets and smiles and happy people, and you think that what they're doing 
is probably better than what you're doing. And this person must have it more figured out than I do. And it's like it's like a trap that you get stuck in. You know what I noticed? I was getting coffee. This was back on Saturday. This was after I left Whole Foods. And um, after I left Whole Foods, I went to Barnes & Nobles, which is obviously a bookstore. It's a, a bookstore that I, I go to pretty often. And there's a Starbucks in there. And I was getting a coffee. And as I was waiting in line, from as soon as people got in line and they had a split second to just be by themselves, they would pull out their phones. And I don't even know if they were looking at anything in particular. They were just scrolling. And it's like as soon as we get that moment to be amongst ourselves, it's the very split second that like we're, we're alone with ourselves in our minds, we distract ourselves. We find somewhere else to go. We find some other make-believe world to be a part of. I'm telling you, next time you guys stand in line at a Starbucks, just just watch it. And I mean, the, you don't even have to watch it. You, you're going to do it yourself. I know that I've done it. As soon as I stand still, if there's like three people ahead of me, it's like, oh man, this is going to take forever. <laughs> I might as well look at my phone. That's like a perfect opportunity to say hi to somebody, isn't it? What a perfect opportunity to just say hi, to introduce yourself, to ask how somebody's day is going. And we, we don't do that shit. We just look at our phones. I feel like this episode got a little depressing. I didn't intend it to be, I swear. I just thought it was really interesting. The, the lessons I learned on that one, on one day of not having my phone because I also got to say it, it turned into a, almost a little bit of a dark place because throughout the day I could feel myself being anxious. I could feel myself being like, man, I wonder if anybody needs me. I wonder if there's something going on that I'm missing out on. Maybe there's a text message, you know, maybe my girl sent me a nice text saying that I love you and, and I'm not texting her back and she probably thinks I'm ignoring her. Maybe something happened. And it just really, really was an eye-opener for me to be a little bit more comfortable with, with not being alone, because I think that's the opposite of what I'm trying to do, but just being in, in my own mind and not being freaked out and like distracted and feeling like I need some kind of stimulus to get me out of myself. I think I got to revisit this subject. I think this is like a big fucking deal. I think everybody knows it's a big deal. I just don't think anybody thinks they can do anything about it. This is just the world we live in now. This is the cell phone generation. This is what we do. We're just going to stop communicating like people and we're going to start communicating like robots. And I got to think there's like some psychological need for human connectivity. I mean, of course there is. And again, it's just ironic that this device, which is designed specifically for the purpose of ease and accessibility to other people, it was designed specifically to bring us together, to make it easier to connect to other people, is actually pushing us farther apart. Anyway.
I thought that was really interesting.